I'm C.J. Layton, coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowlers Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002, 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ, and a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Cagle Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Cagle Company. So go to Cagle.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's special guest, has been here with us many times before, and he always gives our listeners a lot of valuable information. And over the years, he has coached many top pros and international players. He's been a student of the game for well over 40 years now, and he has developed many of the modern coaching techniques that are currently being taught around the world. He's also known for thinking outside the box in training and helping bowlers of all levels. And he's known as one of the top ball drillers in the world because he once drilled for the best on the Pro Bowler Store for over eight years. And all of this experience has led him to develop a revolutionary new method of laying out the grip on a bowling ball, which is known as the tri-grip. He's also developed a glove with Storm called the Power Glove, and he was probably the very first person to recognize that the reactive series of bowling balls were absorbing lane oil from the bowling lane. And he's always busy learning and teaching. So let's get him out here and see what he's up to now. So Phantom fans, here again is Mr. Bill Hall. How you doing, Bill? Welcome back. Hey, Blue Oil, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Uh, as I mentioned, we, we're doing a lot of uh, throwback names uh, from the past. As I mentioned when I first started this thing back in 2002, we were never going to forget the past. And for those of you that follow our show, you know that pretty much this year we're focusing in on some of the great players in our, in our sport. And this week's guest, Billy Hall, knows this week's star very well. So, Bill... Who are you going to talk about this week? Well, you know, Blue Oil, uh, I would really like to do a couple of shows on a, on several players, if you don't mind. A couple on Norm Duke, a couple on Danny Wiseman, 
And then a couple on Brian Voss. Those are players that I was very fortunate enough to work with. Um, and that's one thing that I don't quite get is, you know, when people have a great career, they give me the credit for their career. These are the people throwing the ball and ball. I deserve none of the credit as far as their abilities. As far as teaching them stuff, that's a different story. But I have this little weird philosophy. I don't want the credit when they bowl good. I don't want the blame when they bowl bad. <laughs> well, you're just being humble, Pards. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right because there's no way we can talk about Norm Duke in just one week. So I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to schedule you to do two shows on Norm. And I know also you mentioned Danny, <laughs> Danny Wiseman, one heck of a, ball, a, a bowler, too. Let's do two shows on him, and then Brian Voss, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, we'll do two more shows on him, so I hope you're not too busy coming up. I just I hope people don't, don't get you. sick of my voice. <laughs> no, they won't, man. Every time I have you on the show, I get all kind of email about all the stuff that you've taught them. So I know it's going to be a, a quick show because it goes fast, especially when it's interesting. So. As I mentioned, you've had the opportunity to work with many players, and one of them is Norm. Is there anything special that you would like to say to start out with? Well, you know, I think people don't realize all the struggles he went through. He won his first title in 1983. He didn't win again until 1993. So there was a decade of struggles, and one of the things – that people have to realize is he went through a lot of physical game changes to do and make the changes that he had to do in order to be competitive because the environment is constantly changing. So I don't think he gets enough credit. He gets a lot of credit for his greatness on the lanes, but I don't think people give him enough credit for the tenacity of never giving up. And I'm sure during those that decade, there were financial struggles because i mean let's face it if you're not in the top 10 even well even back then if you're not in the top 10 you're not making money you're getting by but getting by when you have only a few weeks that are good and a few weeks that are by bad um that's quite a financial burden sure is there's a lot of pressure on those guys um you know i never did have to bowl for a living thank goodness but you know, if you can't bowl, you become a coach. If you can't coach, you become a lane man. So I was a lane man for many years out there. And, and I had a lot of roommates, and uh, I heard a lot of things that went on, uh, both positive and negative. But, uh, you know, being on the road with somebody, uh, rooming with them, even your marriage sometimes suffers. But here's my question. Did you ever have any kind of disputes or arguments? or anything, you know, disagreements with Norm? Countless. Um, <laughs> we, I'll, there's one that, it's a quick story, well, kind of quick. We were, I was visiting him in Florida, and we were making some more physical changes with his game. And we were on the golf course, and his wife, Karen, was playing with us. It was just the three of us, and it was on the golf course across the street from his house. So we're up there, we're hitting the golf ball, and 
unfortunately, you know, for me, golf is to get away from everything. And then Norm brings up the subject of bowling and we start chit chatting. And he says, well, you know, walk pattern dictates swing plane. And I said, no, it's the other way around. The, the swing plane that you're using dictates the balances of the body and how it's going to walk. We're going back and forth for about two or three holes. <laughs> and his wife, Karen, looked at us both and says, can you both just shut up and play golf? Stop <laughs> the subject. But it was just kind of one of those, you know, once Norm gets his teeth into something, he is not going to let it go until he completely understands it or proves you wrong. So, yeah, we had – there were times we were on the approach or, you know, I was behind the approach, and he'd chew me out, and I'd chew him out right back. So those are the things that people don't know, but it, you have to admire that about him because if he didn't understand it or if he thought of it a different way, he was going to hit back with you, back at you with it, and until you could either completely agree with him or show him why he was wrong. So we had a ton, a ton of disagreements. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like a marriage. You know, you have some disagreements, and usually in the long run, it, it all works out fine. But, you know, Parts, i got to take a minute for an advertisement here. Uh, you've probably listened to our show, but we have a new sponsor, and I'm going to announce it the way he wanted me to. It says, well, Phantom fans, we have a special announcement to make, so get your pens and pencils ready, because here's a chance to get a one-of-a-kind souvenir. It's a brand-new Glenn Allison 900 shirt, and enjoy a discount from Phantom Radio. And this 900 shirt has an image of Glenn on it saying, 900, I did it. So call his friend and manager, Jerry Hale, to order it at 714 309 7587 and be the first in your area to get this historic souvenir shirt. So call Jerry at 714 309 7587 and be sure to mention Phantom Radio and you'll get a nice little discount. All right, Pars, thanks for standing by. And you know, I got a whole bunch of questions. And uh, here's another one for you, if you don't mind. Uh, if you were to pick one thing about Norm, that you admired the most, what would that be? Well, first off, I'm ordering one of the shirts. <laughs> um, you know, it come, there's one word that we don't use enough in bowling. We talk about bowling balls, differentials, blah, 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 blah. But there's one thing that you cannot beat, and that is the player's feel. Norm, the feel he has for the game and probably always will, even though he's now announced that he's retiring. But his feel, I mean, I remember having a conversation with Sid Allen in 1998. And we were at the original Kegel Center. And uh, John Davis, may he rest in peace, invited me down. And we had this roundtable thing. And I'll give Sid Allen the credit. We we're talking about, he said, well, what do you think is the most important thing? And I didn't quite understand the question, so I'm talking about pinfall. And then he kind of backed it up a little bit, and he said, what about what with the player? And then I kept saying consistency. 
And then finally he said, he goes, look, it's all about feel. And he's right, because if you don't know the feel, how can you achieve it? So Norm's feel for being able to do the multiple things he can do with a bowling ball is phenomenal. And that's one thing that I don't think he gets enough credit for is he has a phenomenal feel. However, you have to remember, here's a guy that dedicated to retooling everything about his game because obviously, for as we mentioned, for a decade, he really didn't, uh, let's just say succeed. He didn't, you know, fail, but he wasn't succeeding. So here's a guy that went about a way to completely retool everything. And during that process, he had to learn the feel of doing different things with a bowling ball. And at one point, we could see that the rev game was coming into play. And, uh, you know, Mark Roth set the standard on that. And before him, my opinion was Eddie Lebansky. So these are guys that really rev the ball quite a bit. They just, we didn't have a way of measuring it back then. But... He, he really, really was struggling with the feel of it. So I said, here's what you do, Norm. I said, go home. Spend a few weeks with nothing more than a house ball with no thumb inside of it. So he, start, he went home and then he came back and I was just absolutely shocked at how well he had learned the feel of revving a bowling ball. And if you don't, and that's one thing people don't understand. If you don't know how to do it, if you don't understand the feel of it, there is no way to achieve it. Boy, that's a great point, you know, and uh, I got to tell our listeners that you are one of the most consistent guys I've ever met in my life because we've done over 1,200 shows and about a 1,000 of them ago, you told everybody about your favorite bowler was Ed Lobansky, <laughs> and that was like 15 years ago, you're still the same guy. I love it. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know, there's a saying that I have. If you can't celebrate the past, you can't build a future. And those guys back then, if you take a Carmen Salvino, a Jim Stefanich, a Mark Roth, Marshall Holman, Earl Anthony, the list is forever. You have to respect what they what they were able to do. If they they set the standards. We haven't set the standards. We're following the standards. So when you look at it the right way, in my opinion, those are the guys that really uh, put together what we have built as far as the physical game. You know, uh, when you look at somebody like Earl Anthony, you, the epitome of feel is right there. There was none better at feel, including Norm Duke, no disrespect, but Norm is near that level. But when you look at it, Earl Anthony was the best at feel. I was just going to say, um, you know, being out there for that many years, which you were, uh, same with me, I had several different roommates, as I've mentioned. And I've told everybody that ever ever wanted to listen, there were some of the greatest years of my life being out on the road. Even though you go a few days without sleeping, 
He go a few days without eating. He go a few days with missing people that you haven't seen for a while. But overall, what a great time. And just the camaraderie is just unbelievable when you're with a group of people that you really enjoy. And you know what happens is when you, when you spend all that time out there, a lot of funny things happen. And, you know, Norm isn't a comedian, but he's got a great personality. And I wouldn't expect you to have a whole lot of really silly stories, but I bet you do have a funny story or two that you could share with us about Norm. Uh, <laughs> that, what do you what do you know about Norm that not too many people know about? Okay, I, I'm not real good at remembering all the years, especially when working in the truck, because every day seemed to go into the next. <laughs> um, we were in Florida, and Brian Voss and Norm Duke didn't have a good day on the lanes, and they Brian actually thought he missed the cut into the top 24. So they were sitting at the bar and I was again, working late and let's just say adult beverages were involved. And so I said, you know what? They're in no shape to drive. So I took the keys and I said, look, I'll drive the car back to the hotel. Cause we we're staying at the same hotel. I said, I'll take the keys and you know, you guys can catch a ride or get a cab or whatever. And at first there was a little bit of a dispute. And I said, no, I'm taking the keys. So I took the keys, took the car back to the hotel room. Well, I didn't think much about it. And then next morning at about 8.30, I hear Norm Duke and Brian Voss in the hallways going, I can't find the keys. I can't find the keys. I can't <laughs> find the keys. So I walk out of the, out of the room and I said, uh, you guys gave me the keys last night. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they lost them somewhere. Yeah. They had no idea where they were. So they came out, and then Brian Voss was like, well, you know, I can't use the words. Um, but he was saying, give me the keys, give me the keys, give me the keys. I said, we're all right. You got plenty of time. And Norm just sat in the corner and goes, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were three great guys, three great bowlers. Um, I was going to save this question till all three of the uh, shows that you do with all three of these guys are over with, but I got a minute here. So of those three guys, personally, which one was the funniest? Without a doubt, Danny Wiseman. <laughs> That's what I would have said too. All right. Let me throw the second one in there. Which one was the most serious about life? Ooh, um, again, Danny Wiseman. Wow. Yeah, that's that's quite a contrast. Uh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Which one was the hardest to, for you to work with? Norm Duke. Okay. So pretty much Brian was the, the easiest to get along with. He was the funniest in some regards, the serious. But he wasn't number one in any of those three categories. So I, I like that, you know, your, your your resume of those three guys. Um, is there anything you want to say about Norm before we have to close? You know, it was a, it's not just about Norm. It, but since this is about Norm, it was always an honor to work with the best in the industry. I was very lucky 
and very blessed to be at the right place at the right time. Not only that, it was an honor for any player that walked up to me and said, can you help me? And that's one thing that I still talk to a lot of players. They said, you never denied anybody, whether they were on my ball staff when I was working for Hammer or whatever. You have to look at it in fairness. Every player that goes out there is trying to set a standard and make a living at throwing a bowling ball, regardless of what staff they're on. You have to respect that they are taking a risk, and it is a huge risk, that is, it takes the amount of guts that I can't even imagine, because basically you're gambling with your livelihood and your life every weekend or every week. Um, so I was really, you know, how can you deny somebody that has a dream? I had a dream at one time to throw in a bowling ball, but for whatever reason, God put me behind the approach and then I got so absorbed into learning about the game that I never got a chance to really learn about my game. So I think people need to understand something. Yeah, it's fun to go bowl on the house conditions. It's, it's enjoyable. And, but if you're, if you're going to set a standard, you can't say, well, um, I'm going to learn how to throw the ball this way and then work my equipment around it. Uh, that doesn't work. There's a, a bazillion players that have tried that. And there's a bazillion players that came out, did okay, went home, and they're no longer going back out because that doesn't work. You have to know how to do as much with a bowling ball as possible. And there's three, one thing that all three of those players had in common. There's a word that people don't want to use nowadays, but it is a fact. Discipline. They were all very disciplined and about the way they learned something. And if you watch all three, you can literally look at the videos of the past or even present. And you can look and watch how they are visualizing and copying the feel in their head before they even pick up a bowling ball off the ball return. That's something that I only see with a few players today. And one of them being Jason Belmonte, love him or hate him. He is a very, very disciplined player. Wow, well said, my friend. Listen, um, we're gonna come back again next week. I got several more questions for you. Um, I can tell by the old clock and while we are out of time this week, but do you have a closing statement you wanna make about, uh, about Norm's game or what's coming up with Danny? or any surprises that you got coming up down the road with with uh, Brian? Whatever you want to say, you got the stage, my friend. Well, let me just put it this way. The one thing that people don't realize is that when you're, you mentioned it earlier, when you're in that environment and you're there with each other uh, day in and day out, basically, one thing you learn is that there's there's a love and respect that you can't learn anywhere else because these people, regardless of whether they came out and succeeded or they came out and failed, you learn to love what they are and you learn to respect that they 
are truly the very best that this game has ever had to offer. And they admire all three, especially if you want to talk history, talk to Danny Wiseman. Um, if you, they all admire the past. They all respect the past. They also know that when knew when it was time to step off of the stage. I cannot respect that any more than I do because they know what their bodies feel. They know what they've put their bodies through. And whatever people may think, when you're going out there, it, I don't, I don't, I can't say that about the current tour, but at that time, when you're bowling 50 games plus a week, your body took a beating. And these guys stood up to that beating. And I think people need to respect that and admire that a lot more than they do. Well, that's one of the reasons I want to do these series uh, to bring back the past so people know what it was like years ago. But Phantom fans, the old clock in the wall tells me that we're out of time. And Danny, I mean, uh, Billy, good job as usual. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We're going to do part two about Norm Duke because, as I said, you, you can't get all of this stuff in in two shows. Actually, we wouldn't be able to get it all in in 10 shows, but we're going to hit the highlights. So I want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and Dave Kowalski, the bowling guru from Michigan. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some loving care and nothing well nothing is going right close your eyes and think of me 